<laughs> What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar B1. Today, it's the 41st episode of the Biker Bar. And if you guys aren't familiar, it's been every Sunday at 5 p.m. PST. If you haven't caught on yet, it's been 40 fucking episodes, 41 episodes at this point. You guys should you guys should have a grip of what's going on there. If you're new to the channel, you get a pass. So um, all of you guys out there, if you're hanging out in the chat, if you're going to throw up some super chats. I want to let you guys know just right out the gate. I really appreciate that. I don't always have time to acknowledge that during the uh, during the conversation. So those those of you guys have been around, you guys know how that goes. Um, otherwise, it is what it is. So. Um, Today uh, I'm gonna have a, a different guest than 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 normally. What do you know? Wow, a different guest. Wow. You think I would actually sit down and think about what I was gonna say before I get up here and just start shooting from the hip? But no. So, anyways, what I was getting at is the company that I have today is actually a little different in in that most of the companies that we have on on the show or that i have on the show are established and kind of been around and we'll we'll talk to them about how they got started but in this case this company is just getting started so i think it'd be really interesting to hear you know somebody that that's decided to just kind of get into the industry so here we have taco dave or maybe dave whatever you want to call him he says from uh, Full Send Alliance. Uh, Dave, I'll let you go ahead and give an introduction. Go for it, man. What's up, guys? Hey, um, is it I'm switching over? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all, all right. right cool. We're good to go. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm Taco Dave. Everybody, a lot of you guys local kind of know who I am, what I'm about, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about about being on here. It's a, it's a huge thing for me because like Robert said, like I'm just getting started. I've been in the mountain biking, my, my whole life, but I've been riding bikes most of my life, as we all did. And uh, this is a new venture for me, and I'm pretty excited to share it with you guys. And there's a lot that's involved with you know this whole company, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited that uh, I get to talk about it today. Yeah, yeah, dude. So no pressure, man. So how what, what's what's your day job, man? You're still working a day job. You're not. Oh, you're yeah. not I uh, work uh, nine to five, pretty much. I'm a UPS truck driver. All right. So you been doing. Well, I drive from here to basically the Bay Area and back every day, for the most part. And uh, yeah, it's it, this is hopefully going to be my out, or I would like it to be, just because I, I I enjoy you know making clothes and you know doing all this stuff and being involved in in the mountain biking industry and you know driving a truck is not exactly what I want to do. I went to art school, believe it or not, and I have my degree and all the kinds of stuff. And yeah, I'm driving a damn truck every day. Hey, man. <laughs> shit happens to you got to pay the bills at the end of the day right Absolutely. so i mean it would be great if the youtube truck and money just showed up my fucking house and dumped, <laughs> truck that shit right in the driveway but i've been banging at this for two years and that fucker has just keeps driving right on by <laughs> <laughs> so shit happens man you, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do and there's, there's nothing wrong with that and you know every business almost every one of them starts out where it's somebody you know working out of their garage or whatever it is to, yeah, to get started. I mean, even on that right now, I mean, I was, I just upgraded to this room right here and I, I live alone. So I was able to have a spare bedroom and I just basically converted my spare bedroom into my own screen print shop. And that's kind of where everything happens. I do shipping, I do the actual everything here in this room. And I'm pretty excited because we all know in the Sacramento area, I mean, it gets to be 100 plus degrees here, and in our garage, it's, it's literally a sweatshop. And I just 
it's not gonna be fun to do it. So <laughs> I, 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 I converted my my room into my own little studio. It's pretty cool. So at this point, we haven't told anybody what you what you actually do. I mean, you, you just mentioned the screen print. So what is what is Full Send Alliance? What do you guys what are you guys selling over there? Uh, honestly, Full Send Alliance basically started out as it was kind of like just a group of writers um, that uh, guys that we hung out with all the time. And we rode and 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 we were like, oh, you know, let's just make shirts for us. So we were a little crew, you know what I mean? And then people were like, oh, that's a cool shirt, you know? And, you know, I got people kind of like interested in, in wanting to buy stuff from me. And I was just like, you know what? Let me see what I can do. Let me dabble into here and, and maybe I can make some shirts and maybe make a, make a buck or two. And that's kind of what how it started. Um, I, I kind of almost, and I hate to say this, but like I almost wanted to, I come from a motocross background. I'm raised in rode motocross most of my life and mm -hmm. um before i got into mountain biking and you know metal militia uh, you guys have seen them all, 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 all everywhere you know yeah, I mean? right. all, same thing you know a, a group of young guys just having fun doing their thing and then they turned into a clothing line and people just kind of grew on it. and that was a huge thing for me to look up to as you know being in my teenage years or whatever it is and and that was like i was like you know what that's that sounds awesome you know what i mean you and your buddies are 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 this crew and you want everybody to know who you are and that's kind of what full set lines started out as so and just you and your riding buddies you guys wanted to have your own t-shirts and the next thing you know you start doing that yeah absolutely it's exactly how it kind of started and so uh, had you ever made shirts before no not at all actually when i first started i was getting shirts made by a uh a screen printer and uh -huh. it was just so hard to like talk with them what I wanted and they wanted so many of this shirt and it got to be really, really expensive. I mean, just to make like 20 shirts was like $500 or something ridiculous because you know, every color screen and they want all kinds of money for everything and set up fees. And it was just, I'm like, man, you know, I love to do art. Art's like a huge passion of mine. And so this is almost like a, a like a form of art for me. And I, yeah. it's a way for me to like, kind of like, you know, this is, it's like me painting. I painted a lot. If you go in my house, my house has paintings everywhere of all the stuff that I've done. And um, it's kind of my way of, of doing my artwork and kind of spreading it out to everybody. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I do do YouTube, man. I just like that. I, I have a creative side to me. That's why I, I got into web design and stuff like that. And I think the YouTube and the editing the videos just kind of fills that niche as well. It's just something creative. And I think if you're a creative person, you can't... You can't stop that. Yeah, you know? I mean, I like, I like, I started. I dabbled into the YouTube thing. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna freaking, I'm gonna be like Robert Schumacher, and you know, <laughs> make cool videos and like POV, and I'm gonna talk about cool things I do. And then it's like, man, I I work my my ass off Monday through Friday at my regular job, and then I come and you know, you know, video editing just is is tedious. It's just countless hours you sit in front of this damn screen, you know, and that's kind of what I did before. I was a graphic designer uh, prior to this stuff. And uh, that's what I went to school for. And I, I got tired of sitting in front of the computer. And that's kind of why I kind of steered away. I like being outside and enjoying nature and, you know, seeing new things. And that's kind of when truck driving kind of was like, you know, it's the way for me to actually like venture off and see cities that I've never seen before. It was kind of cool. Like, oh, this little Bodunk little tiny town in, you know, legitimate Northern California, which is like up like Mendocino County or, you know, up, right, up right. There, you know I mean, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I've never been up here. Not probably would never want to go up here, but right. you got to be outside and enjoy, enjoy, Oh, enjoy it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you, you do other things than shirts now too, right? 
t-shirts, uh, hats, um, pretty much everything that I do, I completely do myself. And I do, so, you know, I'm going to dabble it. I just started doing, so now I have jerseys that I'm working on doing right now. And those can be released probably within the next week or two. And I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah. That's cool. awesome, man. So you mentioned earlier screen printing and can you, can you tell us the difference between like screen print and like a digital print that you would get from like Teespring? Uh, well, pretty much if you were to get like something from like online, let's say they're more than likely going to be screen printed too. Um, but they're on a full automated system where they can do like 20 shirts at one time. You know what I mean? And they just kind of pump it out. First mm -hmm. like me, I have a four screen, you know, four color press back here where I, I can do like two or three shirts at a time, um, which I'm a lot smaller than those guys are. And yeah, yeah. screen printing, a lot of those, there's also, there's, there's, there's screen printing and then there's like, DTG, which is direct to garment printing, which is that's like, what I was thinking when I said oh, direct to garment. Yeah, so like direct to garment is like that's like the new style stuff, um, which is super cool. But one of those machines is like thirty thousand dollars. Just oh, wow. and then you have to like, like the solution and ink on top of that's really expensive. I mean, just to lay down like let's say a really cool, colorful design. There's there's like let's say ten colors, and you're running through ink and ink and ink and ink after that. And you know, versus me. I have one little pint, which probably cost me, I think, 40 bucks per color. Um, and I can make, you know, up to like 500 shirts, you know. Oh, wow. So it's, I mean, it's it's kind of like direct garments basically, I'm going to push this button and it's going to print it. You know, there's, right. no, there's no heart. There's no, no, there's nothing to it. You know but I mean? isn't it like not the quality is not as good as a screen print, though? Um, they don't last as long. So uh -huh. what it does, so screen printing actually lays the ink into the garment itself versus... Uh, something like that. What you do is they spray like a almost like an adhesive type thing that that makes the ink stick to the shirt, and uh -huh. so it lays on top of the garment instead of into the garment. So uh -huh. eventually, after you know 10, 20, 30 washes, it's going to start to fade away and wash off. Uh -huh. Versus like screen printing is going to be on there. I mean, you probably have shirts. I mean, I have shirts from when I was in high school twenty years ago. You know what I mean? And I still have them, and they're and they're screen printed. And they're yeah, it'd be a fucking amazing if I could fit into a shirt I wore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have them, they're just kind of like my throwaway shirts. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I have some t-shirts that I've had around for a while. That's for sure though. But um, definitely not any from high school. There's, <laughs> dude, I, I don't even think I'd be able to breathe if I tried to put one. On <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. You know, age gets to you after a while. <laughs> so what was it that, what was it that that got you to go from from using the other business to print your shirts to like trying to figure it out yourself? Just the cost. Um, cost, yes. I want to be able to. I want to be able to, to to do like let's say five of this design, five of that design, you know, and then kind of like and not just be like, oh, I'm going to do this design only, and I'm going to pay five hundred dollars to get twenty shirts made. And they either don't sell, nobody likes right, them, or right. whatever it is. And I have to do like a minimum quantity in order to get it printed. So I was like, so if you go get all the gear, then you can just like you can be like, hey, I'm I'm offering this design. You really only got to make a couple to show on your website, and then whenever the orders come in, you can start cranking them out. Absolutely, totally. I mean, it, I mean, granted, they don't really stay on the shelf long enough to me to do that. I mean, I get orders kind of all the time, and then I have to just I have to just pump out at least at least let's say two or three in each size. 
Yeah. Um, just, you know, but yes, it's more cost effective to do it. You know, you're like, dude, I don't want to do any editing. So I'm going to try this other business where I come home and make shirts all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all night. And that's kind of what I do. And it's super stressful. It, it really is. I mean, you know, everybody tells me, like, all my, all my friends and, you know, even my lady, she's like, you know, you, you're kind of losing track of like what you started this for and you kind of did it for fun. Now it's like a job. You know, you're, I'm staying up till like midnight every night, you know, two o'clock in the morning doing this stuff. And it's like, you know, I, I need to, you know, it, it's a passion thing, dude. Yeah, you know? totally. And I think, I think that, um, sometimes whenever you have a lot of passion then then fucking run with it, you know, and if it gets to start feeling like a job and it's, and it's not paying, like it'll be a cost benefit analysis. You know what I mean? It, it'll be, is it worth all this stress that I'm doing to like keep building this company or am I going to like call it, you know? And that's, that's basically what a lot of people come up to, you know? So I think you're doing, you know, you're doing it right right now. You know, yeah, you're, you're chasing after what you're excited about. So I'm super excited. But I mean, if people want, if people want this, my, what I produce or people like who I am as a person, they want to support me and support my company and, and, and my writers that I hang out with, you know, awesome. If you don't cool, you know, it's, it's nothing. I don't really mind it in a sense. Um, like I said, I'm doing it. So it's something that I love to do. And if, and if you like my clothing and you like the way it feels and you like my design and you want to, you want to support me and my fellow writers, then, I'm super stoked and I'm, you know, and it's really cool. Like even if I go out to a trail and I see somebody wearing one of my shirts or I see a sticker, like I was up in slide park, uh, riding some of the trails, I think it was like a month or so ago. And I saw some of my stickers on the back of somebody's car and I was like, Oh, that's that right there made my day. And I was like, that is super sick. And that was like a total, like, I was almost like a motivation booster for me. Oh like, yeah. Dude, totally like, I saw that. That's so cool. You know, that makes me want to do it more. I haven't seen my stickers on the back of somebody's car. Like while I was just like driving randomly. <laughs> like the only, the only place I've seen my stickers, like obviously on the trail, I don't know if I put them there. I was, I was somewhere. Where did I go? I was, was that up in, I was riding somewhere and I saw your sticker on the side and I was, Oh no, I was at Salmon Falls. So I was riding up in Salmon Falls and I saw on my way back down, um, you know, Salmon Falls and Folsom for those of you guys that aren't from yeah. the area. Um, I saw your sticker and I was, and, you know, I was like, damn it. Should I, I why, why don't I have a sticker right now? You know, put it next to you. Cause yeah. you see that and you're like, that's cool. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, yeah, you know, totally. you the person it's like, Oh, you know, rad. That's Robert's sticker. Right. Yeah. I've seen people like, I, and I've, I've had people like text them to me and stuff like that. Like, Hey, I put this on the trail and like whenever, or not that they put it there. I mean that they saw it. And whenever I first started, it was like, whenever somebody would send me a message like that, like on Instagram, yeah, I'd always be like, Oh yeah, I put that one there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I remember sticking that one there and now it's like, I do get messages from people like from people and it's like no i don't i don't think that was me you know <laughs> and it's cool though. you're like yeah that's awesome to spread the love you know what i mean and yeah, that, i yeah. think it's awesome and yeah, i've seen i've seen them on the on people's cars whenever i've gone to meet them at rides you know so yeah. that, I, I don't think that counts like i want to see it like just cruising down the freeway one day and be like dude it's a fucking biker sticker right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly it really is like it, it was a great feeling to see it on somebody's car i didn't even really know you know what i mean i'm like you know, did I give them, did I meet them somewhere? Did you get them on the trail? Like, I don't know. Cause like, I just, you know, yeah. I, I, did I meet them at sea on it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, or whatever it is, like, where, where did they come from? 
and there's a story backstory behind it. So you were at Sea Otter, man. When I saw you were carrying around this backpack, looked like it could have had a body in it. And, and it you're just handing out shirts and stickers like and hats pounds. all day. It was like 200 pounds and it was full of just clothing, hats, everything. I, I gave you the hat that you're wearing yeah. right, right now. Oh, yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> Those of you guys that are listening, it says Full Send Alliance, a black hat. It's got a, it's got a flex fit to it. And uh, it's been my, my go-to hat lately. So yeah. I, I well, dig wearing I really it. I really love the feel of that hat because it's like kind of, it's a, that flex fit. So it's stretchy and, you know, yeah. comfortable. I'd buy, I'd buy a lot of flex fit hats. That's like my favorite kind of hat to buy. Yeah. I started getting those trucker hats that that are still a snapback, but with Oh, the, yeah, uh, that's what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Oh, you got one of those too? All right. Yeah, all right. it's, you know, it's, it's one of my hats I got the mesh back. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those too that was like a mesh back like that, but it was still a flex fit too. That one was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like, but then again, it's like if you have a smaller head than what it is, it looks all kind of bunched up. And yeah, kind of weird, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I guess but I don't have a problem because I have a gigantic. Yeah, head. I got. I have. I definitely don't have a smaller head problem. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, you said earlier that you didn't know how to do this printing stuff. So, like, how did you go about, like, a knowing what the fuck to buy and b how the fuck to use it? Dude, honestly, guys like you. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy thing like YouTube, and and it was like guys that were like, you know, this is how you do it, you know blah 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 and i i have this weird thing when i get something in my head i just go full bore and i research stuff and research stuff and research stuff until like i'm i mean i was laying in bed at like two in the morning like it wasn't even screen printing at the time i was just kind of looking up how to do it and you know okay what do i need you know and i just looked on youtube and guys are just kind of teaching how to do with it and you know it, it was it's pretty cool you know what i mean like now youtube is like the it's like the DIY Mecca. It's like the Wikipedia or, you know, whatever. Dude, that's how I started watching YouTube. When I first started watching YouTube, it was like cat videos. And I, <laughs> I thought that's all it was, is like funny shit, you know, fail videos and cat videos. Yeah. And then I had like something go wrong in my house. And I had to figure out like, and I'm a person that I can't read fucking a book. Or yeah, no, I'd rather see it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a visual person. So it's like. It was like a, a water heater or something went out. And it's like, I was able to find a video of somebody fixing the part on almost the exact same water heater as me. You know, it was like, how could you not get like, like that's fucking amazing. You know, yeah, it's like, you, can, you can literally type in the model number of whatever it is and it'll yeah. probably pop up some, either it's the manufacturer or, you know, somebody like you or I trying to install it in the house. And it's like, right. it's crazy. Yeah, you just gotta weed through like the ninety-five videos that are. Yeah, like, nope, totally. that's the wrong one. Definitely. Just, just ten minutes. I can't even. I don't even care if this guy's gonna tell me how to do it right. I can't listen to this dude anymore. Yeah. Just can't handle it. Oh man, so like I was trying to like be all fancy and use my DSLR to do this YouTube live stream thing, and so I figured it'd be like look a little better than probably what my webcam looks like. And, uh, you know, I was on this YouTube video and this guy, it was probably a 20 minute long video. And all I needed was the last five minutes of this damn video to figure out what it is I need to do. And I was like, okay. really? Why did you need to tell me 15 minutes of what your past was to, to tell right. me five minutes of what it did? Yeah. This is what you do. Download this. Cool. Done. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. They don't, but that's not, that doesn't, that, that doesn't work for the algorithm, man. They need to get you to watch the whole fucking thing, dude. That's like why the crash is like shown in the first, like the thumbnail. And then you don't see the crash until like the end of the, video, the last right? 10 seconds. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> 
So, so anyway, so you just start looking this shit up on, on YouTube on how, yeah. to, how to get it. You order this machine and you're, and at that point you're thinking, okay, like you're still thinking you're going to like be doing this for fun with you and your buddies. You just don't want to pay like all this money or you're yeah. like, at that I point mean, you're like, I'm in for a company, like a business. Yes. Well, honestly, I, I just, I still want, I still like just doing it for myself, but you know, and, and I did, I went out, I, I researched, I found some stuff. I wanted, I wanted to start out small because I'm not the type of guy that's going to go out and, and, and buy like a $10,000 screen printing press when I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I started, I went and I bought like some cheap Chinese, like do yourself one. And it's like, it was a four color press, but it was so hard to do four colors on the damn thing. It was just, I was more stressed out doing the thing until I found what this guy up here on Craigslist. But I started out super small and I, and I, and I was doing it and it worked good, but it just wasn't, it wasn't it. So, but until it wasn't until I finally got the, the screen printing thing down before I upgraded, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But it, it was a, it was a stressful like few months just learning on that one. Then I realized, well, damn, it, after I got this one, I was like, if I would have just bought this one originally and it would have saved me so much stress. It was yeah. 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 You know, there's one thing I've always learned about, like when we were talking about DIY kind of stuff, dude, is if you have actually the right tool, shit gets easier. Yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. It's like yeah. trying to ride road bike with a mountain bike, dude. It doesn't fucking work that well. You know? <laughs> or vice versa, you know, it's like, you need the right thing. Yeah, totally. It's it, I don't know, and and, and I, I I hate I hate to, to, to waste money on and buying the small stuff or some shit that I know that it's not going to be good. Yeah. You know? But it's like I'm not, I'm going to buy this and, and, and tinker with it and see if I even like it or if I can even possibly do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then before I go and upgrade, and I figured out that I, I can finally do it and. Yeah, it's hard for me sometimes to do that, you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, let's say it's, you know, I don't know. Let's just say we were talking about like uh, building wheels, you know, and you're like, well, I don't know. When I first went to 27.5, I had a bike that, that I could have put 27.5 on or or 26 inch wheel. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to build some wheels. I can get some hoops. They're, those aren't that expensive, you know, like 200 bucks for some nice like arch wheels or something like that from stands and then it's like okay well hubs well i don't want to buy a fucking 500 set of hubs if i don't really want these wheels you know what i mean so it's yeah. like then, then you like you're like okay well i'm gonna buy some cheap hubs just to see if i like it and then you pay to get it built and then those hubs fucking blow up and you like the wheels and you're not then you're like well fuck dude i could have spent that like 300 bucks of getting the wheels built and the cheap hubs on just buying the good ones and then I wouldn't have had this fucking problem, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. like that happens to me whenever it's like when I'm looking at like the cheap way out or like buying the, 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 the more expensive thing. And that's kind of like the thing I always go through in my mind. I'm like, damn it. It's Am just, I going to kick myself in the ass for this later? That kind of money on it. You know what I mean? Like let's say if something's $500, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I could do it for two fifty. You know, but then you end up spending five hundred dollars down the line anyways because you have to redo what you messed up. And the first, <laughs> it's like, it, it, like you said, you know, it's, I wish I just should have done it. And I, I'm, I deal with so many things. It sucks, but yeah, you, know, you live and you learn. And you know, now it's kind of like, like it's why I went and I bought my enduro bike. I just went and bought a really good enduro bike because I knew that if I go and kind of like 
buy like a middle travel bike or whatever it is, then I know that like, oh, I'm going to use up all that travel. I'm going to want more travel. So I just went, you know, screw it. I'm going to go with a full 160 and just be solid. How'd you get into mountain biking from the, uh, from the motocross stuff? Um, so with racing motocross, I had a really bad, uh, wreck and, um, I ended up breaking my tibia, completely severing my ACL from my femur, um, and crushing my meniscus. It basically wrecked my whole right knee. Um, I was out of work for almost a year, actually just, just shy of a year. I couldn't even walk. I wasn't freaking on the couch and in bed and. I, you know, anybody who rides or races motocross and you knows that like ACL injuries are like one of the main things that happens. And so part of the rehabilitation process when I went to my physical therapist, you know, they're saying like cycling is a huge thing, just the range of motion that it builds the muscles back up in that ACL um, or around the ACL. So after my surgery, I had cadaver surgery put in. And, you know, they had me on the stationary bike and we all know, we all have a stationary bike or have ridden one in our life. And it's just so boring. You know what I mean? Like after a while, like, okay, cool. And right. I was like, okay, I, I rode a stationary bike, but I want to be outside. And so and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy like a cheap hardtail that my buddies from work was selling. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll sell you one. And I was like, cool. And I just kind of like started riding mountain bikes and it, it was like a way to, connect my motocross and and obviously doing my physical therapy stuff at the same time so i was taking it easy and kind of just cruising around and doing like road trails on a mountain bike and then they kind of once my knee started getting better i kind of went up to like let's say granite bay or gp you know what i mean and and started doing a little more a little more a little more then okay well now that i'm riding faster i need a better bike and a better bike and a better bike and it's like that's kind of how it is and now i i love mountain biking you know I still yeah. wish that I was racing or riding moto, and but it's like the crashes in in motocross is a lot higher speed and a lot more intense than they are in a mountain bike. Granted, mountain bike crashes, and that's kind of it's kind of what full set of lines came out with is because of basically my style of riding, and I don't even care. I just kind of go for it, <laughs> and so and that ends up with a lot of crashes for me. So you know, I. I crashed out of my dirt bike and, you know, I was just like, you know, I need to sell this thing and continue with my mountain biking and, and hopefully I don't crash too much <laughs> on the mountain bike. <laughs> but, you know, we all, we all do that. I, I think that like, if you're not crashed, you're not pushing yourself hard enough in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I crashed a lot. <laughs> yeah. I had a conversation with somebody the other day about, um, that stuff that you can put on your bike to keep it from getting scratched. And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not yeah. one of those your stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It was some brand. I don't remember, yeah. remember what it was, but I was like, you know, I'm not really one of those guys that like is trying to keep my bike all pretty. I kind of feel like it's mountain bike. Your bikes are pretty. I rode the chameleon when you first got it and that thing was all nice and shiny. Yeah. That was the fucking first time I rode that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did that, uh, that fundraiser thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah, that was, the, that was, that was like, your first ride on it. It was one of my first rides. Yeah. I think I had taken it out there like once maybe before, but yeah, maybe like within the first like three rides on that bike. So, um, it, it might've been the actual first ride. Cause I remember I, I did the video while I was there, but either way. Yeah. I mean, what I was getting at is like, 
your bike's going to get scratched, especially if it's a mountain bike, you know, it's like kind of yeah. like, you just got to accept it. That's what, you know, it is, what it I, is. I think a scratch is kind of like scars in your body. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. that, that scratch. Oh, I remember that today I was sitting there and we were loading up, we were doing shuttle runs and, and I was loading my bike up and I have a huge like scratch right on the, the top part of not my stanchion, but um, on my top of my upper fork or whatever it is. Um, and somebody's like, Oh, what happened there? And I was like, I told the story what happened. And I was at North star and I went OTB and the bike kind of came down and just slammed and they were like, Oh, what happened? They, and it went into this huge story. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. every scratch kind of tells a story just like a scar does in your body. And I, eh, whatever it is, it is what it is. And people, if you sell bikes, you were like, Oh, it has a scratch on it. I want it cheaper. Like, dude, it's a mountain bike. First off, it's fucking used. Like, what do you right. think? Like, I'm not a dealership, but this is right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have in my uh, sticker pack. If you're on Patreon and the 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 uh, Happy Hour crew, there's a sticker pack that sends out with that, and I have little band aids that have a little B one on them. So, like, whenever you scratch your bike, just put a band aid on it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Sticker originally had made those on his for his company, and and then uh, then I was like, dude, can you make me some of those a little B one? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome, man. I got a couple of them on my bike, dude. <laughs> it just gives it some some flavor whenever you know you have a scratch. Where you, you don't want to see it, but now now you're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I, I think it's a cool a cool idea for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you're doing hats as well. What's the deal with the hats? You got flat bills, like what what are you? Yeah, I have flat bills. I have trucker hats, I have like camo stuff. Um now I'm actually what I'm doing is I'm screen printing hats, which is a huge thing. And and process on that is a little bit kind of more extensive than you know, just putting a patch on a hat, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can get it sewn in or heat pressing it. So now it's like I use uh this stuff right here, you can't. You gotta explain it for people that are listening on the podcast. Yeah, so what it is, it's a heat transfer uh, paper. And what I do is I, I, I screen print, instead of screen printing on a shirt or anything like that, um, I screen print on this heat transfer paper. And basically, this, the screen, the silk screen with the ink lays on this sheet of paper. And I basically have to reverse the image. So when I put it on the actual garment or the hat, let's right. say it's actually reverse it. But, anyways, so I print the ink on this on this paper and it kind of stays raised above it. And so when I go to actually put it on the thing, you have to use this adhesion powder and it's a whole process. It's, it's ridiculous. But so then you kind of like smush the hat onto it. And yeah, then so you like use it. Iron it kind of? It basically like it puts down and it basically just like curing uh, the ink on, on a shirt, it cures the ink onto the hat. Uh -huh. So you don't have a patch or anything like that. And it gives you a super smooth feel like you don't even see it or anything like that or uh -huh. anything. And it's... Really cool. I mean, there's there's people out there that make um, like vinyl heat press stuff, and that stuff feels like a, a thick sticker on a hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. I have a shirt that I just recently got from somebody like that that was printed vinyl. Then it was just kind of like ironed, I guess, kind of onto the shirt. Yeah, exactly. and it definitely doesn't feel like soft. Like it feels yeah, like, like a, a plastic your, on a shirt. Your, your shirt that you're wearing right there is, you know, it's it's a, a screen printed shirt. You know what I mean? So you can actually like. You can't really feel it, or you can feel it a little bit on there, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the vinyl one, like you can actually, like you can't even like twist it, or it's not like pliable. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, maybe after like a few washes and it's been sitting or heated in the dryer and whatnot, it will get better. But it also does crack. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's, it's, it's a it's the cheaper way out, and it's you know some people do it, and it's cool. I mean, with this process now, it's 
you know, it's pretty stressful because it's like, oh, damn it, I didn't, the, the, the didn't lay right. You can only, it's only like a one pass type thing and you can't like, you can't erase it. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's either get it good or you don't. And, you know, I have, I was doing work for a company out of Southern California, which, and, you know, it was, I'm new to this process. The process itself is completely new to a lot of screen printers because it's just getting started. Um, so there's not a lot of huge, not, there's not a lot of YouTube videos out there for it or anything like that. And so um, I, I learned just on following on YouTube and seeing what I could do by this screen printing company. And, you know, it's, it's been a process and I've wasted <laughs> probably like 40, 50 hats, which totally sucks. But, you know, yeah. now I know not what not to do and what to do for the next stuff. But, That's kind of the way know, it goes, right? You got to yeah, it up. You know, live and learn, and you know, it's it's just money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. it, it, I'll make some more. You know what I mean, or whatever it is. And you know, now that I got this kind of dialed, I'm pretty stoked. And mm -hmm. I actually sent them. I sent the company that I, I did a hat in Southern California. I had like by company. Um, they're out of Murrieta. Super cool guys, and I'm friends with the uh, the team manager. And I sent him uh, a test one, like to show him what he did, and he's like. Dude, these hats are killer. Like, there's he's super happy with it. So now I gotta do like thirty hats for him now, and 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 get some work done pretty soon. Next like, thing you know, you're gonna be the dude with all the setup fees and all this. And right, that. right, yeah. <laughs> and, and seriously, it, it, and it's 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 totally stressful. Everybody thinks, oh, it's like quick and easy. Like, oh, I'm just gonna like print their shirt and it's done. I'll give me money. It's not. It, right. it's, Everybody thinks everything's easy, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, they do the same thing with like YouTube. It's like, oh, I need is a fucking camera and I'm good to go. You know, like, <laughs> I did the same thing when I started. It was like, I bought a GoPro and a gimbal and I was ready for the truck of money to show the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Two years and, later, you're still waiting for that truck. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, it, how long have you been doing this? But... Yeah, yeah. It's been like two years, man. So, um, but uh, and maybe it's even been longer. Let me think. I don't Yeah, it's like two and a half years at this point. Yeah, so I, started, like I, was, I was telling you before, like I dabbled in the thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to be a YouTuber. It's totally cool. And then I realized how much freaking work goes into it. Like right. doing what you do or even like POV videos. And, you know, it, it's it's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people, I mean, I, I, I still do POV videos. I do videos and stuff. Like today I did some filming today up in Sly Park. And, you know, I was like, I haven't made a video in a while. Let's let's do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I like to kind of show like writing because – not everybody wants to see like you go through my Instagram, you know, it's like all, all clothing stuff right now. When people tell me they want to get into YouTube, I'm like, dude, just do Instagram, man. Yeah. Like you can just make like a fucking one minute clip of your writing of like the coolest part and post that and people will start following you and you can just post pictures and people will start following you and you yeah. can get the same kind of freaking like, like like hookups in the industry and everything and it's like way less work man <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's different for like people like you because you know you're you're such a huge personality you know what i mean like you just just talking to you not even on here but like personally like when i see you i saw you at granite bay that one day for the fundraiser yeah like just being around you is totally different like and you have that like like i'm like not charisma but like you know like that that characteristic that people want to talk to you because you're just kind of there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your voice is super loud. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, you're just known for a lot of things, and it's, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, if, if people that don't have that personality and don't have those like character, you know, character traits, like they should not be doing videos. You know? And I was yeah. like, I no, 
I, I can't see myself being a YouTuber, you know? I'll stick to doing some bike riding videos and, and you know, if somebody wants to watch it, I'm not going to sit there and worry, oh, this video only got like 200 views or got 100 views and, you know, be mad about it. And I know I I'm not going to make money off of it, so whatever. All the, all the editing kind of got to me for a while, so like... You I, get that burnt out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of why I just started focusing on doing the biker bar and... and and now I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, I, I want to make videos again because uh, I miss that part, you know? And I know that like the people that follow my channel, like they follow my channel for like exactly what you explained, you know? Honestly, like, my, my, wait, my I'm, I'm, a, I'm 100% not shitting you today. I was I was up at Sly and I was talking to, uh, talking to everybody. I was like, hey, tune into Biker Bar tonight, you know, and watch and see what I have to do. And then one of the first things says, like, oh, is that guy even riding still? Like, I haven't seen any of his videos recently. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, he still rides, but, you know, it's it's a lot of work. And I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, it's just like, yeah. like, you, like you, you kind of, sometimes I just want to ride. I don't want to worry about, like, oh, is my camera, like, good? You know, I don't have bad, yeah. is it on the right setting? And you know, none of the camera stuff bothered me. None, none of the, like, the logistics of that bothered me at all. Honestly, the only thing is just like the fucking editing, man. It's like you ride for three hours, dude. That's a solid 12 hours of editing. Solid. Like at least, you know what I mean? Totally. So it, it's just, uh, it, it's, it, that's the part where, where it's, if you're trying to crank out, you know, one or two videos in a week, like I was just completely blown off my family, my, my lady, you know, like I, I have that personality. It's like all or nothing, you know? So I really had to get to a point where like, I can try to figure out how to balance this. So I think what I'm going to do here soon is I think I'm going to start pulling off on the biker bar and making it a little bit less frequent and then working on, you know, trying to get back into doing the POV videos and, and just like really making the ones that I want to make. So I don't that, think you do that dude. I totally dig your, 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 your podcast. Like I listen to it, honestly, like if I can't listen to, cause I usually I ride Sundays and I'm kind of home, whatever it is. And then I'm like, but I listen to your podcast every Monday because I, yeah. I'm a truck driver. So I'm on my trek all day at work. I'm like, Oh, let's listen to the biker bar. See what you know, and, and that's kind of what, like, I mean, I, I wish I could view it. You know, sometimes I do view it live, but, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm probably viewing it the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and seeing different things and people that you talk to on there is, is I think it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I tell you this multiple times that I've seen you, like, I really dig what you're doing. You know what I mean? And talking to people like me or, you know, like last week's box components last week. And, you, yeah, know, like one. you know, people that, like, would never know these small things or know anything about people you know it's pretty cool the yeah. reason i start doing shit like that dude is like i listen to somebody else's stuff and i don't like how they're doing it and then i'm like god damn it now i gotta do it myself <laughs> you're just like, you can't criticize somebody and you're like oh, yeah. i've been doing that i guess i'm just hella narcissistic because i just think i'm better at everything <laughs> <laughs> apparently my youtube channel still isn't freaking blowing the fuck up so maybe i'm off <laughs> oh, you're doing good dude you're doing good so it is what it is, man. You know, like at the end of the day, I think that, you know, for me, it's just a, a way to be part of the community and, um, and I'm just going to keep trying to figure out how it works with me and in my life. And hopefully, hopefully everybody else is just along for the ride and we'll see where it goes. You know, yeah, it's kind of what, like, I, you know, I want to do with this too. You know what I mean? Like I'll do it. I'll do it. It's cool. And I'm just going to see where it goes. You know what I mean? My main, my main, main thing with this company is I'm a huge person 
like that that wants to support kids like that's yeah. a huge thing with this company and i tell that to a lot of people and that's where once i get established and to where i have a bit of a following um i want to take this company and, or this whatever you want to call it clothing company and you know even if i have to you know do like 10 percent of my sales i'll match it and put it towards like a, a fund to kids on bikes you know getting them off the but no i used to see kids on ipads you know you go to a restaurant yeah. they're on ipads or a phone whatever it is and it's like dude go out and build sketchy jumps like like we did as a kid you know what i mean on your right. bike you know kids aren't kids anymore they're like little robots with freaking electronics in their hands you know what yeah I mean? when i was talking to the dude from box last week i mean he it didn't really dawn on me until i was having a conversation with him and i was like aside from a big box store i don't even know where you would get a like bmx bike that's worth a shit yeah like i i don't even know like like when i was a kid that's what was in the bike shops you know what i mean you go to yeah. the bike shop right now it's like road bike mountain bike cruiser you know what i mean it's like that's that's the gist of it yeah, right? there's really not a whole lot i mean there is there's bmx shops out there you know what i mean but there's there's you have to go find it specifically you know yeah, what I mean? you have to type in like there's i mean there's one down the street for me you know i but i live right by a bmx track like a full like racing bmx track like right uh -huh. down the my house well um and so there's one close by you know what i mean but i haven't seen a legitimate like BMX. i don't even know where one is dude that's yeah. i mean for me it's like i don't even know where one is yeah and I, I went in there like oh maybe i could find i didn't even know that they were only a bmx only shop and i walked in there to like see it because they have a, a big norco sign on their on their window or whatever it is i was like oh maybe they have like mountain bike stuff i'm gonna right. them out and I went in there. It was just nothing but cruisers and, and and BMX race bikes and BMX like street style. I was like, "That's rad!" You know, you don't even see that anymore. Yeah, like, oh, it's, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, you, you, nowadays what there's like perform well, not no longer performance bike shop, but you know those you know local bike shop like little like mom. Now you can find them at mom and pop shops, but you can't find them at the big box stores. Yeah, yeah, bike shop or anything like that. Like there used to be a whole section of BMX. Now there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but even then, like, even if it's not even a BMX, I just I want to get kids on out on bikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to do it, and I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to talk to Freedom Riders. What we did, and she's always uh, Trisha um, from Freedom Riders. She's uh, so go ahead and back up and explain what you're talking about. So there's a group here in in the Sacramento area that decided to do this fundraiser to, I think it was money for, there was some big fire, fire victims, yeah, right? Paradise fire. Uh, right. So there's big fire in California fucking devastated this city. And uh, I did a video uh, on, on it, on the fundraiser. And, and basically, so there was this group there that was kind of trying to raise some money for that. And um, that's where I actually, when I first met you and there was another yeah. clothing brand that was helping out their dirt trail riders. Yep. And they um, helped raise a bunch of money to donate some bikes to these kids. So right. that's the backstory to what, what Dave was about ready to get into. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so Freedom Riders, um, Freedom Riders MTV, she's she's local here in the Sacramento area. I think they're out of like uh, Roseville, Rockland area. Anyways, um, but they she does like skills clinics for kids. You know what I mean? And she's out there, I think, on Tuesdays and Thursdays with a bunch of other like chaperone type people and i run into them when i go there for my after work rides at, at grant bay and i see like you know the high school kids or the kids that she brings along or you know some other guys bring along and 
you know, I see that and I'm like, that is awesome. You know what I mean? That right there. Like I want to either, either I'm going to start my own nonprofit or I'm going to either donate to either her company or her, whatever it is, or, you know, maybe even another one that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, you know, it doesn't have to be in our area, but it would be cool to keep it local. You know, that you start that cool. now, man. You could just say like a buck off everything that we sell. We're going to give it to this, this charity and you can put yeah. that on your website. And that's, that's a feel good kind of thing that people. Yeah. And that's kind of what, I mean, I'm not, I'm not into this to, to make a buck. You know what I mean? I'm into it to have some fun and, you know, make a million. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? I'm just getting started into it, but like I said, once I once I kind of get established and kind of get my name out there and maybe get some orders in, and you know what I mean, people kind of know who I am and get more of a following, then maybe um, you know I'll I'll definitely do that. And maybe even if it's like to uh, maybe a sticker or something like that, to where you know I sell a sticker for five bucks and every cent of that goes directly to donating. You know what I mean to to this charity or whatever it is, and you know, do fundraisers and everything that has to do with kind of, you know, giving back to the kids and helping kids, you know, either get bikes or, you know, do fun skill clinics for them or, you know, do anything that help. Hell, if we go and, and buy a couple people some bikes that are needy families or something, yeah. like anything like that helps, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what I really want to do. And one of our team riders is out of San Diego and He's actually going up to, I think then he's becoming a uh, mountain bike instructor. Um, and he's going up to, I think, Whistler area. I think that's where you have to do, like, the become a legitimate mountain bike instructor type mm-hmm. thing. You get a license and stuff. Um, and he's going up to do it. And so I'm going to work with him once he gets that taken care of and maybe, you know, kind of set something up either where he's, you know, so maybe he's going to teach a class or something like that. You know what I mean? Or anything that has to do with, with getting these kids off their damn laptops and, you know, yeah, and, yeah, totally. to bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you riding nowadays? Uh, depends on what, what I'm riding. I ride a few different things. Um, I, right now I'm riding a, an intense carbine 29. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of my, my downhill enduro bike. And that's uh-huh. like, I love that bike. I rode it and ripped it today. You know, but I also have, you know, shorter travel bikes and I actually just did and everybody, everybody totally talks crap about this and I think it's hilarious. Um, so I went and I decided to uh, build a Chinese bike frame mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, Chinese bike frame, dude, that thing's stupid. And I was like, okay, have you ever ridden one? And they're like, no. I was like, do you know anybody who rides one? No. Okay. Have you ever heard anybody that like, or seen somebody who actually ridden one to make sure that the that you, you can legitimately say they're a crappy bike and everybody's kind of like well no and so you're kind of just going off whatever the internet says oh they're saying oh it's a crappy bike it's you know it's built in china well i don't necessarily think it's a crappy bike in terms of like geometry or ride i think the thing the fear is that the carbon is shitty and right. you end up breaking your face dude you know? and so i went and so everybody's like oh you know, it's it's just gonna the frame's gonna break or whatever it is, and so I bought this bike. Um, I think I bought it. I got it for like like six hundred bucks or something like that, just for the carbon frame, no shock, no nothing, anything like that. And I ended up dumping like two grand or something like that into it and put nothing but high end components on. It's got Eagle, it's got Fox Thirty Six, it's got carbon, right. carbon, the carbon frame, everything that you could possibly put on. It. So the components were an issue, and I rode this thing for eight months. Um, and I rode it in purpose 
platform or whatever to break this bike. Right. You're 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 hitting it as hard as you could. Is what you're yes. Saying. And so I was riding it on stuff that I take my 160 full enduro bike on. You know what I mean? And without doing anything and like, oh, I can't hit that. No, I'm see you later. I'm gonna hit it. I don't care. You know I mean? <laughs> I, and that's kind of what you know. Full set alliance. Boom. I just like I don't. I just I'll, I don't care. And I'll hit it and I'll jump it or whatever it is. And and and, and it, it lasted me like eight months. And I say it lasted me eight months because it finally broke. It did and break. It, it, it finally broke. But the thing is, it wasn't the actual frame bro that broke. The frame was fine. It was the linkage that actually snapped. Oh, uh, okay. So there, it was a full suspension bike. But it, was, it was a 100-millimeter travel bike. Mm. Not really made to, like, send it by any right. means. It's more like a – if I rode it and kind of just, like, dabbled around and kind of just rode it like any normal Joe Schmo would ride it, you know, that's not really into mountain biking, I say it's an awesome bike. Right. I Honestly, that was my weapon of choice. I would rather ride that on any of our local trail trails than my 160 enduro bike. I'll tell you what, dude. Ever since I bought that fucking chameleon, man, it's been the thing I grabbed the most. It's fun, you know. And everybody's like, "Oh, short travel 29 or why?" And it's like, yeah. well, you know, it it, it help. I think it helps you become a better rider because you have to actually pick and choose lines wisely. You know what I mean? And you can, Oh yeah. You're hell thinking about that shit, man. And you're bouncing around and like that. You helps you control the bike a lot more. And I rode yeah. a hardtail and I love riding hardtails. You know what I mean? But you know, I hadn't I mean? been on a hardtail since freaking basically since the nineties, dude. So for me, it was like, it was like a whole new thing again. And, and that's the part that I, the thing that I've really enjoyed about it the most is that it's like, it's like going in like, so like when I started night riding, you know, all the trails that I was freaking ridden so many damn times that they were starting to get boring. Like I started riding at night and then all of a sudden it was like they were brand new again. And now it's like yeah. the same thing with the with the with the chameleon. It's like I'm learning new lines because like I don't I can't just freaking mash right into that rock garden the same way, you know. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> your bike hops and pops and it does all this right. stuff. It's like Oh, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? I'm like looking at the rocks. I'm like, okay, well, if I ride the top of these, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, you you can see that line on top of them where you're like, okay, that's like, that's the connect the dot pattern that I'm going across this rock garden. Where it's like with the Bronson, I'm just like fucking bulldoze that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Pull the front tire up a little bit and go. Even if I ride the same trailer or whatever it is and I hop on my enduro bike, I'm just like, (laughs) it makes you enjoy it. Like, oh my God, really? Yeah, the awesome. only thing is like when you go to climb on your enduro bike after you've been riding a hard oh, time, yeah. you're like, Dude, holy shit, this thing is not moving. I do not like to climb at all. <laughs> we like to shuttle most of the time. <laughs> if I climb more, it's like, <sighs> I shouldn't have had that beer last night. You know, that was me this morning because we were drinking tequila shots last night and you know, that wasn't a good idea before. Right? <laughs> but um, anyways, it, it was cool. I had a good time, but like, you know, and even having that short travel 29 or having a hardtail, it's 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 crazy how much of a difference it makes in climbing. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 ridiculous. But you know, I, I think it's I think it's a great great thing to do. If you guys don't have one, I suggest either getting one, borrowing one, or riding one. I mean, for for a, a you can get a cheap freaking fool or a hardtail and and oh, yeah. slowly kind of build it up if there's parts or whatever that. But I mean, really, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of of componentry. You know what I mean? So it's really like your derailers and your shifters and that kind of stuff. That's just going to break no matter what. So buy the low end one. Just get the frame that you want. You know. Absolutely. And then as far as fork goes, 
Dude, I got the freaking bottom of the line chameleon. What the hell is it? Rock Shocks Recon. I don't even know anything about that fork, but I'll tell you, I've been riding that. And at one point, I was like 290 fucking pounds without my camelback on. And that fork was doing just fine. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm also not a guy that's like super in tune with suspension, but I'll tell you what, it wasn't fucking putting me on my face. Yeah. It wasn't feeling like, kunk, you know, where I'm like, you know, bottoming out everything. And it's only 120 millimeters of suspension. And I've ridden almost everything locally that I've ridden on my Bronson, where I would have thought I needed a full suspension bike for, you know what I mean? Especially bikes these days, you know what I mean? They're so advanced. It's crazy. Like, it's, it, there was a, there's a guy that actually, there's this guy, I don't even know his, his real name, but his his handle is at 60 to 9. Uh, he's a local shredder. I think he's out of like Folsom or something like that. And he raced the full California Enduro Series last year over some of the gnarliest stuff. I think he's a pro expert rider, and he rode it all on a chameleon. Yeah. Everybody's running full Enduro bikes, you know, 170-millimeter travel, 160-millimeter travel bikes. And he's – and just sending it and you know he's an amazing rider and it's like super cool to see him you know shred some of the stuff that i'm like i have to stop and think like should i hit that you know what i mean is my bike gonna handle that and he's just like see you yeah. later on a you know on a on a hardtail <laughs> like, right oh God. You know, there's been a bunch of riders in my in my life that i've seen that have always made me remember like never to judge a person by what they look like you know or what absolutely. bike they're on Cause I've, I've seen too many people just with some old beat up shit, just fucking like rock the house, you know, or some dude, I, I was just telling a story earlier today. There was a ride that I did up in Auburn. It was like a big group ride. And it was when I was in like really good shape, super fit. And I'm going up this hill. That's like straight the fuck up. And, um, I'm just like dying. And there was this dude that I saw at the very beginning of the ride. And he's probably about as fat as I am right now, dude. And he's walking around with no shirt on because it's fucking hot. And I'm like, this fat fucker, dude, he's going to die today. So as I'm going up that fucking hill, man, that dude comes rolling by, like sitting up, one hand on the handlebar, the other hand like on his hip, talking to his buddy like, blah, 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 blah. Just fucking barrels right past me, dude. Like I'm sitting still and I'm like, holy shit <laughs> you know like you can't dude, second guess yourself like what the yeah hell? yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's that stuff man it's like dude don't like as far as mountain biking goes man you can't freaking look at anybody and think anything other than we'll see what happens when we're on the trail you know <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. like, i've come i write people like that all the time they're like either it doesn't have to be fat or anything like that they're either just they look like they don't really ride bikes themselves. Right. They like look nerdy or whatever it is. And it's like, then they get on a bike and it's like, holy hell, the dude's got some bike skill. You know what I mean? Right. It's pretty cool. So what, what's been the hardest thing with, with your company so far that, that you've had to face? Oh man. Trying to, trying to, to prioritize my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like juggling between my, my full daytime job, which is really stressful as it is. And then, you know, coming home and, and working my ass off till two in the morning and you know trying to find some time to ride in in the middle you know of all that and you know we're trying to remember what exactly i got into this for you know what i mean mm -hmm. it turned into a job and it's super tough yeah so i well you got a girlfriend too right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, there's, she's there's some time guy. there what's that i said there's some time that needs to be spent there too yeah yeah totally and she she's the, oh my god she's a super big help with me always willing to help me with whatever i do and she's you know 
always there. You know, it's super cool to have that support. You know what I mean? And she's when I'm stressed out and I give her a call, she's always one of them's like, hey, you know what? Blah blah, just relax and you're good. You know what I mean? Just think about yeah. what it's for or whatever it is or what your end goal is. And you know, she helps ground me uh, like a lot. And I'm pretty excited for it. And, you know, it's nice to have her there because without her, honestly, like I'd probably freaking throw my head into a wall, <laughs> which is crazy. But yeah, no, I hear you there for sure. Uh, you know, and you know, it's it's tough to juggle like life and kind of do all these things. I don't really handle stress very well, and I'm, it's something that I'm working on. And she's definitely helping me with that. Um, but you know, I gotta just kind of step. I had to step back a little bit and kind of like instead of treating it like a job, like I had to get everything done. And that's just the type of person I am. And I don't, I don't just like get stuff done for me. Like I, I like to, the whole reason why, another reason why I got into doing it myself is to doing everything myself was, was basically to kind of control everything. I, you know, I'm the person who buys the garments and selects what I'm going to do. Cause I don't want to put out, put out like kind of crappy stuff. Like I think even the shirt that I gave you was one of the ones that the, I had made for me and it's not really a great quality shirt. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it was my first ones and it feels like really rough and thick and I don't want that out there. I want something that like people are going to be able to like, I don't usually wear jerseys when I ride for the most part. I, I wear t-shirts like this. And I want to make sure that it's going to be thin, light, and like come up somewhat moisture wickening a little bit, so that way, like, kind of, you know, you can wear it when you're riding and not feel like you're drenched afterwards. And you know, you have to wring out your shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I always use moisture wicking shirts. So. I yeah, yeah, and see, and I like it. You know what I mean? So I wanted to be able to like be able full hands on with everything that I do and and, and select stuff and you know, all of that stuff and. I'd like to see more stuff like that. I've always said this to my friends because I have a lot of friends that all wear like moisture wicking shirts. So it's yeah. like and it's you go, go to Old Navy and you buy them at fucking like five bucks a pop and it's like you can get a whole shitload of them and then you're done with it, right? Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, is like nothing has any kind of design on it. So to me, yeah. I'm always like, why? $5 shirt's now going to be $25 because it has like a little freaking like circle logo or whatever the hell is on it. Right. There. So that, that to me where I've always said, you know, like why is a bike a, a, a bike mountain bike company not like making fucking cool designs but on the shirts that like all these people wear you know what i mean yeah and that's kind of what i'm you know right now i'm kind of getting my full sun line stuff out there and just doing my design stuff and i i've had a lot of positive feedback with the designs i have and everybody's like oh that's cool that's cool logo like this is that you know what i mean and so that makes me feel good about what i'm doing but once i get established with people recognize the logo i want to do like cool like out of the box thinking, you know, designs where you can not necessarily look at that and it says full sun alliance. It's going to be like, Oh, that's a, you know, let's say it's a cool skull or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, you know, and it has something to tie into mountain biking and, yeah. you know, and something that you don't really normally see. It's like I said, it's a way for me to like share my artwork with everybody. You know? Yeah. For, for me, what I was getting at is just like ride wise, like most companies make jerseys. Yeah. Like most companies don't make, wicking t-shirts which is what like most guys freaking like almost everybody i ride with that's what they wear yeah you, you know what i mean seriously and and if so somebody wears a cotton shirt it's just because they wanted to wear something that freaking actually had a design on it but then they're like you know it sucks because it like chafes or it's like you know 
like you said, it gets all heavy once it get all gets all sweaty and stuff like that. So yeah, totally. I think I think if you're messing around with different materials, like like what I'm talking about, I think that you'll see. Yeah, so like the jersey I just did right now. to that. Is I just did this jersey right here, um, and this is my new stuff I'm coming out with. It's I think it's like uh, I think it's 95 percent, 100 percent, or 95 percent polyester. And five um, percent spandex, and it has so it's got like, a little stretch to it. Has a stretch to it, and it has like these like breathable holes in it, and it's not something you would normally find. And it's a baseball style tee, you know what I mean? And it, mm -hmm. you know, it, I, I think it's pretty cool. And um, it, it took me a while to find it, but now that I found it, and I I wrote it today. I didn't want to produce something and put it for sale until I actually test it out and see if I liked it. If I liked wearing it, then I'm gonna make you know. You guys will probably want to wear it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's order sleeve tea and and it's it, I loved it today. It was you know today was pretty warm. Um, we're not quite in our summer summer yet, but yeah, you know, up we're getting in, up there. Up and up towards Tahoe today. It was you know going that way, and I think it was like seventy five or almost eight, oh, probably like eighty today. And um, yeah, it was it was great. And I was like, and it was nice not having like that you know because a lot of these jerseys they're almost like. It's not like the cheaper ones. They're not only they're freaking super expensive. You know, you can go buy a jersey, let's say from like Jensen or whatever it is that you're going to buy a jersey from, and then it costs you 40, 50 bucks. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as this right here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't intend to sell this. I'm not like I said. I want something that's going to be produced for people that are going to want to wear it and not for making a profit off of it. So that's part of the part. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, dude, you need to make a profit. But I think, well, yeah. a, I think there's a way to make a profit and not be like ridiculously expensive and that's the part where like for me and like what i was talking about like with my friends a lot of the reasons that we just go buy those freaking cheap ass shirts is because it's like dude you're gonna treat this shirt like shit man yeah. you're gonna like wreck on it you might only might freaking you might wear it out like super quick because you bailed on it a couple times or like out here in freaking auburn the 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 dirt or like if you're riding like Sedona or like places, you know, like the dirt just stains the shit out of stuff. Oh, the red like, dirt that we you have. Can't even, yeah. You can't even get it out. There's like impossible to get it out. So it's yeah. like, you don't want to go spend fucking $60 on some damn shirt that after like two times of riding, it looks like it's dirty when you take it out of the, the watch machine, <laughs> yeah. right? So I it's like, like if you- To like darker garments, and dark colors, it was like, all you have is black. And I'm like, well, dude, if I want this to be like a thing you can ride with and you know, you go ride it, Run with it, throw it in the washer, and you can wear it again on Monday, and it not look like it's been rolled around in the dirt still. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so these shirts are pretty cool, and like all the the dark ones that I have, which are majority of my shirts are black, minus like a couple like the ones I'm wearing right now. Um, so those of you guys listening has like an army drab green shirt on. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, lines yeah. on it. Totally, yeah. And um, you know, I um, I just I, I want I want it to be. Is I want it, all my clothing to be like you go ride with it and it, you know, and also wear it on the street too. And yeah. Not only fashionable or whatever it is, but like, you know, actually breeze good and doesn't get all. Casco has a shirt like that right now. It's like kind of like half cotton, half something stretchy, where it like looks like a regular t shirt, but it, it's still pretty set up for a ride t shirt. Yeah. Well. I mean, they're, they're, those are also going to be a little bit on the pricey side, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're expensive. I mean, yeah. And honestly, they're those companies are like that. They're, they put those shirts at a pricier price point, not just because, oh, it's special, but like we get them at, from wholesalers and they're actually 
expensive for us to produce them. Yeah, you know, yeah. you like even just buying a blank tea, you know what I mean, is expensive. And then you start adding, you go into the process of like, oh, I'm going to put, you know, ink on it or whatever it is. And, you know, or some made in their shirts where they have like, you know, machines that do it. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's costly. So that's why the shirts are super expensive. Yeah. And, you know, right now I'm kind of like, I'm super small and I don't want to, uh, let into it to, to make a bunch of money. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I want, I want it to be, um, like, actually, you know what what's crazy is my, my parents are kind of like, um, really supportive in this whole situation. And, and my stepmom, um, she sent me a, a link to the guy who started FUBU. I mean, you guys remember FUBU from yeah. early, what, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, like yeah. And the reason why he grew up to be, where he is now is because he was selling clothing um, to the community for, let's say he was selling like a shirt for like five bucks. And you know what I mean? He, he was, he was making like honestly pennies off of what he was doing, but he was doing it to like get his name out there. You know what I mean? And isn't the guy that started that, the dude that's on the shark tank. I think he is. Yes. And now, yeah, yeah. I think that's the same dude. He's, I, I didn't, so I didn't, so she gave, she sent me like the seminar that he was, he had up in Tahoe and I couldn't get time off work to go do it, but I was totally agreed in the story and I was interested in what he had and I was like, or what he's done. And like, I didn't know any of that stuff. I, I just kind of knew it as like a, you know, a cultured clothing. As, you know as I mean? a guy, as a guy that's starting your own thing, dude, I don't know if you listen to this podcast yet or not, but you should check out how I made this. Yeah. It's called How I Made oh. This. Oh, no, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, and they, they have guys like him on or like the person that started Dell or the person that started, you know, Nugget or, you know, World Market or something like that, you know? Yeah. And like, basically, like, they go through the whole, like, how you started in your garage kind of thing and how they came up and what they, what they kind of hurdles that they came or overcame and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's a fun, it's a fun podcast to listen to, man. So, so you might check it out. Yeah, like even, yeah. even your podcast with uh, the guy from was it up in Washington, um, the Lost Bike Shop or not Lost? Yeah, Bike. yeah, Lost Bike Co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know his story was super cool. You know what I mean? Like he just you know the way he did everything. That's that's awesome. You know what I mean? And it kind of grew organically. And that's kind of what I want to do. I mean, like people out there that like pay for like advertising. You know what I mean? All this stuff that like they shell all this money just to make a buck. And it's like yeah. he didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? He totally was just like. You know, I, I think he said he had a U-Haul truck or van or something he was halfway living in and also yeah, yeah. in the bike shop. You know, that's they just posted up at the at a, at a trailhead and fixed bikes. That was that's super cool, I think. You know what yeah, I mean? no, it's ingenious as well. I mean, if you yeah. park, if you parked at like, you know, the bottom of Culvert or something like that, dude, there'd be people all day long freaking picking up shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like, so like even when I go on bike trails, people are kind of recognizing me, I think, either from my old taco rides bikes account or this one you know what i mean um but they see me and they're like oh hey taco hey taco hey taco hey, me, can i buy a shirt do you have shirts with you and i'm just like i don't have it with me and like i don't i can carry my store with me you know what i mean in the bed of my truck 
Yeah. Sure, but like, like even today, like I had guys ask me for shirts and then I, I today I actually bought like a little Tupperware thing with me and sold some shirts, which is cool. Yeah. And, you should probably and, do that. <laughs> Just carry that thing around in the back of your truck. Oh, I'll only put you a shirt really fast now. <laughs> right. Or no, I mean, just like, so you have a couple of like this and that, you know, some hats or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's know? kind of what I, I, I'm going to start doing that. You know what I mean? Everybody's asked for stickers and I, I'm always the person like, yeah, I have stickers, but they're in my truck and the truck's way over there. And right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always try to have some in my bag that way when I meet people that, that I can, I just hate carrying a bunch of crap with yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I, oh, I carry everything already. So I'm going through this process right now of trying to get my chameleon where I can just grab the bike. So I'm, I'm doing that kind of like Seth, Seth bike hacks did it a few months ago and, and it wasn't necessarily him that, that kind of got me thinking about it, but I just was like, I'd like to get this bike. So I bought one of those straps that I can put on there. I think I'm gonna buy one of those EDC tools and, and um, kind of just get it so I can just get the bike and my helmet and freaking a water bottle and go, you know, for like the after work rides. My camelback is like full of shit. Yeah. So I'm trying to like also go through my camelback and be like, okay, if I put that like EDC tool on my Bronson and I, you know, have like, what can I take out of this bag? I, Cause I'm carrying all this crap around that I just don't fucking need, you know? And, and yeah, dude, the Leatherman with the pliers on it has come in handy like a million times on the trail, oh, yeah. but like, is it really worth carrying? I don't know. Like we would have made, we would have made something else work, you know? Yeah, seriously. So. Well, see, I, I, I'm not, I don't like carrying a backpack with me or anything like that. So I, I dabbled into, to wearing like enduro packs, you know, like the basically reverse fanny pack that uh -huh. it kind of wears around. And at first I was like, oh, you know. Uh, I'm going to put this in there, this in there, and that in there. And you know, I think I even did a YouTube video on it um, a while back. And um, I, I got to like having it. By the time I was done with it, I had this like what seemed like a 10-pound freaking fanny pack, reverse panty pack on me. And I was going down the trail. It was just bouncing on me like this and like, you know, pulling down my pants. And like, dude, it's, it's too much for me to carry. It. <laughs> I, I can't do it. And right. I was like, you know what? It, I'm gonna leave somebody else to carry the tool for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Now I, I I thank God for like specialized account those swap bibs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the swap bibs or you do would not wear bibs or whatever. No, I don't wear bibs. Yeah. I I don't account of my balls. Well, I, 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 I like my tank area, you know what I mean? So I'll yeah, just so fuck like, with you. Uh, so I wear those and they have like pockets in the back. And I thought it was an awesome idea. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's three pockets on the back that you can shove. Like, like today I had stickers and a multi-tool and this, and then like my phone. And it was like, I don't have to crap my pockets. I don't have to carry a full backpack. And yeah. Osprey sent me one of those fanny packs. So I'm, I'm uh, trying to figure out what to put in it. So <laughs> that's where, that's kind of what started this or like, like a, uh, that's part of why I like took all the stuff out of my bag that, and the fact that the salmon falls trail is covered in fucking poison oak and I had to wash it. Um, Dude, but, I, went, I went there like what it was like pouring down rain a couple weeks ago and I went there and it's just so much poison oak. I think actually fat track just did a thing and I'm super bummed. I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. They were out there today out there. They're out there on Saturday and Sunday, right? They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They need, you know, honestly, I rode there on Friday just to kind of like get a feel for whether or not I could go do the, 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 uh, trail work. Cause I know that area is like usually super full of poison oak. And after riding, I was like, dude, there's no way, man, I'll come home. I, I, 
I get poison oak for like being in the same area code. Oh, me so, too. Like, I look at it and I get it. Every, yeah. Almost every ride I go on, like I'll probably have poison oak tomorrow, even though there's hardly any up in the you know forest area up in by side park. But like it's oh my god, if it's if it's around that area, I'm definitely gonna get it for sure. I tell you what, dude, I have these these IVX uh, little like wet naps that I I've uh, bought. If you go on Amazon and search, it's like IVX and they look like little wet nap bags and they have like this little wet towel in it. And since I started using those, like you, when you ride and you like, yeah, I ran into some plants. I probably ran, ran into it. Just wipe down with those things. And, um, it's, it's been way better than what I, I, think, I, 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 I think I use, um, oh God, what's that freaking, it's like a, it's like a, it has like granules in it. Um, I forgot. Technew. Technu, there you go. Yeah. I use that. Yeah, I bought that stuff once and it's like fucking $15 for a tiny little bottle. So then I just started buying Dawn Platinum and I just get a shower with that. Because <laughs> basically all you need is a degreaser. That's yeah, what the, exactly. so you need to get the oil off of you. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, so I use those little wipes on the trail, like, because you, you want to get that shit off your skin as quick as you can. So at the end of the trail, I'll use the wipes. And then, then in the shower, I just use the the Dawn Platinum. Usually, it, that that works. And plus, now with wearing pads, I wear elbow pads and knee pads. It's like not a whole lot of skin showing, so oh, that helps. Yeah. You know, in the high socks are in style. I don't, so. wear, I don't even wear, I don't wear gloves or elbow pads or anything like that when I ride. But I, it depends on what if I ride. I might even have knee pads, but chances are more than likely I won't have knee pads on if I ride locally. But so I just, I'm just like, hey, poison oak, freaking yeah. come at me. You know what I mean? And it sucks, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I, I will be like the poster child telling you to buy some fucking knee pads and wear them, dude. Oh no, I, I <laughs> for sure. Like I wore them today, but I guess for, for what I was riding today, I definitely need it because you get kind of sketchy out there. Uh, but like when I'm riding like Granite Bay or something like that, um, I, I usually just kind of, I keep it mellow because it's more of like a pedally trail ride, like a cross country ride than it is anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear you there. But like, um, yeah, it, it, what's stupid is because whenever you're like, Oh, I don't need it. That's when you freaking, you hurt yourself. Or you need it or something like that. And you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It took me to freaking have some pretty good diggers that I really screwed myself up on until I finally broke down. Cause in my mind, I was always like, dude, I've been riding mountain bikes since the nineties. Like I haven't freaking like ripped my kneecap off yet or anything like that. So yeah. what the <laughs> fuck do I need these pads for? These guys are just a bunch of bitches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. then I freaking ate shit, dude. And my freaking knees and my elbows were all fucked up. And like, I was like, all right. I'll do yeah, it. no, I, 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 you know, it, you probably see the scar I have. It, it's, it's like a permanent scar that will not go away. Um, like, yeah. Like all last, all last season, I, I think I heard it in the very beginning of the season. Like I scraped it really well, and then it would like kind of heal over, and then I go back a couple rides later and scrape it again. And it was just like the whole summer, the whole like riding season. It was just scrape it off, it would heal, scrape it off, heal, and now it's just like a it's yeah. a permanent scar and it's just, just there it kind of sucks but yeah you know honestly i i kind of was like not sure about the elbow pad thing whenever i first started wearing them but um i've eaten it enough times where like i've just slammed my elbow down like super hard where i'm like dude i would have shattered my my elbow for sure on that one. Oh yeah you know, when you're getting up into Tahoe and you're like, you're just surrounded by rocks, you know what I mean? You're oh, like, seriously, I think this is probably last, a good idea. <laughs> last, last February, 
or was it last last February or two no last February I separated my shoulder. Um, I had a stage what stage like four uh, shoulder separation on my AC joint, so oh, my sure. shoulder actually like full on it's like like this. Yeah, like, I had an AC three before, so yeah, I didn't know there was before. Did you get surgery on it? No, no. Yeah, the so three they basically tell you just to deal with it. I even move like it's like a giant step. It looks like deformed and <laughs> it's super creepy. But you know, I think everybody who rides bikes or even has you know been in the industry that rides motocross or anything on two wheels, like they crash and they probably have a, a AC separation at some point or like something broken in their bodies, which kind of yeah. Yeah, when I went to the doctor, the doctor was basically like bike riders and football players have this injury all the time. Yeah. He's like, so he's like, you, he's like, you, you might not have like, he's like, don't think of it as like this one ride is the one that did it. He's like, think of it as like, you had like every crash that you had was just making it weaker and weaker and weaker. And, and this was the one that when it was finally hanging on by like one rubber band out of 50, like <laughs> that one, that one finally snapped, you know? And, and when he said that, it's like, I thought of like all these crashes on my motorcycle and crashes on my bike. And like over the years, all the stupid shit that I've done. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. You know? Well, I mean, like, even if like, for me, I'm right-handed. For some reason, every time I crash, it's like a first instinct is to, to tuck like this way. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I think everybody kind of either tucks left or right. And then it just happened to hit it the wrong way at one point in time. And boom, it snapped. And then dude, when I, when I fucking did mine, I was going like 10 miles an hour, dude. It was like right? ridiculous. It was like, I was not even moving that fast. I just hit the ground wrong, man. You know, like, I mean, I... You know, in Salmon Falls, like when you come out to the open there, like like in the first part, you come out to the open and it's like a little downhill section. It's like a straight yeah, down, straight back up. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was, we were, we were stopped at the top, just bullshitting. And then we're like, all right, let's go. We started riding down, you know, maybe I caught some speed. My fork failed. My headset hit my tire and just threw me over the fucking front. Damn. But I wasn't, if I was going 10 to 15 miles an hour tops, dude, like oh, we yeah. just started rolling down the hill. I wasn't even about halfway down maybe and it's just the way and like maybe like you're, you're you know tired of stuck and you went up and over yeah it. i mean i just went over the, I, it happened so quick dude it was like as soon as i hit the ground though i heard this like pop and i knew like that was not a good noise you, you know what i mean like it's like i've wrecked enough times and never heard that noise before that's yeah. not good so yeah. I don't know, have you ever spent much time up in north star Right. No, I haven't. I, I'm oh, hoping oh. so. People that are listening, North Star is a ski resort here in Tahoe, and they do uh, lift lift uh, assist runs on their their. Yeah, it's it's really fun. You know, what I mean, it's super cool to kind of get that lift and not have. It's like almost like shuttling. So it's really cool to kind of take a lift up there and you kind of just do whatever you gotta do. And there's a, there's a probably one of like the toughest ones. I think it's a double black diamond, and, and it's super sketchy. It's called Sticks and Stones, and. Um, it's like these big, huge rock, river rock, boulder type things, and nothing there is pretty much. It's like they call it like Gnar Star because it, everything's pretty much gnarly. And like during the summertime, it gets really dry and dusty and super slippery. And you know, anyways, I was going down uh, sticks and stones, and this was just after my shoulder injury. This was like maybe like a couple months afterwards, so I was still kind of taking it easy, and I was still kind of worried about it, but. One of the first crashes I went in the beginning of the season is I went and same thing where I was kind of going kind of 10 miles an hour going down this real rock section. My, my, my tire just stuck fork compressed. My hand slipped off the, the bars and I just went up and over the, up and over the bars. And I just was like, no, like, I can't believe this is going to happen right now. And I went to like 
do the same thing and tuck and roll. Like I saw, I hurt my shoulder the last time and I went up and over and luckily it was like, it was like straight down. So I almost somersaulted. There's a video on, on my Taco Ryan's bikes account of me doing it. And I came and just stuck it, shoved it and it went up and over. And luckily there was a step in the rock and I literally just landed on my feet. Like, <laughs> like a fucking cat like whoa did that really just happen right now like, i was riding uh downyville with uh with moonlight leatherfoot once and he he stuffed it and literally did a somersault and landed on his feet he like we came rolling up and he's like, like dude you won't fucking believe this happen. shit <laughs> yeah, it's crazy it's that's that what, what started like this whole thing is is full set alliance is is not necessarily like everybody associates full set that's what i was gonna ask you is like what does full send alliance mean to you yeah well to me is is a lot has to do with my writing style for me um because i'm the type of guy in that video that i just shared the story with you um everybody was like oh you gotta check out this line oh it's better to go this line i'm like oh just tell me when it's clear and i went and then i just kind of just i go for it you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people will like pick and choose their lines and things that they do. And I'm the type of guy that kind of just goes straight, you know what I mean? And like hang on for dear life and hope to pray to God that like, I'm not going to go over the bars. And if I do whatever, like it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, I do it. And, and, and for full set of lines and, and that's kind of all has to do with my writing style. And obviously in, in life too, like if you have a dream, or a goal or something like that, just go for it. Why are you going to stop and, and think about all the, what, what, what can I do? What can't I do? Or you know, I'm going to be scared to do this. Why? You, you don't know. For me, I'm a huge person. It's like, okay, well, you're never going to know how to either do something if you, if you, if you, if you don't fail. Right. You know, I like to learn from my mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, fuck, I won't take that line now. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I should use the brakes, you know, that's what they're there for, you know, or, you know, something along those lines. And, and it's even me getting started with this company, it's like, that's just my mindset is just to, just to go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally dude. Where do you want to see, where do you want to see uh full center Alliance in like five years? What, uh, would be, what would be success for you in five years? Honestly, seeing my banner, um, or a, a booth and, and, and having anything to do with kids. Like I said before, like it's say if I want to sponsor like a huge kids event and I want to be like the, the main sponsor of it, you uh-huh. know, and, Hey, the FSA or what I call FSA Rideco um, is sponsoring this event. You know what I mean? And that'd be like, you know, that is rad. You know what I mean? I'm, I started here and I had a goal of, of doing stuff with kids. And now I finally am here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, I think, I think with my mindset, it'll happen. You know what I mean? I, the way I work and I do things and, you know, I have a lot of people and a lot of connections in the mountain biking industry, like Trisha from free, uh, you know, uh, what is it? I totally forgot her, her company. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You said uh, it earlier. I'm drawing blank now. Yeah. Freedom riders. Yeah. That is freedom riders. You know I mean, you know, get in contact with her and you know, do whatever you have to do to, to do something and take a step forward to there. And like right now, um, this week, um, I'm pretty excited is a local bike shop in our area. It's brand brand new. I mean, fairly new the past couple months and I'm kind of friends with them and they just took me on and I am now selling my clothes in their store. Oh, that's so, awesome, dude. And I, that, that, that for me is a huge thing. I'm like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like it, they're giving me the opportunity to, you know, put my stuff in their store. And so if you are local in the area and yeah, the store is in Granite Bay, um, so if you're coming out of like Granite Bay bike trails or whatever it is, it's off of Douglas and um, is it 
East Roswell Parkway or Hazel or whatever it is, but like it's in Granite Bay called Ride uh, Bike Service Center. Um, they do right now. They're only a service center, so they don't really have a. Wait, a so it's called Bike Service Center? No, Ride. Ride, ride okay. bicycle service center. So it's ride okay. BSC. You can go on Instagram too. Um, and guys, the two owners, um, Tyson and Brad, super awesome guys. And you know, they I rode with them today. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what yeah. I with today. And you know, they gave me the you know opportunity to do it. And so if you guys do are in the area and you want they want to check out and see what I have, you guys can go to their shop. Um, like I said ride BSC and. And, uh, and then you have all your stuff on your website as well, right? On my website, yeah. You can always get anything on there. And um, that is? Oh, ridefsa.com. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's like, well, why'd you do FSA? FSA is like a, a component company. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, okay, well, not everybody. For me, I like to associate with my website or the company as a, you know, something small. Nobody wants to write fullcentalliance.com. You know, it's like right. it's hard to, to type out. So if I do ridefsa, it's it's a huge thing and having ride materials I think is awesome. Uh, FSA not doesn't mean full speed ahead like everybody else says. So right. Ride co. So and um, yeah, um, I I think it's I think it's a, a step a huge step in my in my life and a, it makes me feel good about like where I'm going with this company is to finally get into a bike shop and that's like a huge thing like you don't really usually hear of companies as small as me doing that. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's, I'm pretty excited that they gave me the opportunity to do that. And hopefully I can get into more bike shops or whatever it is. I mean, I'd rather not have my clothes in, in other bike shops, but it's a good way to kind to kind of like get people to understand my company, what I'm about and kind of maybe they'll see this podcast and be like, Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, right. Totally. And you know what I mean? I see where he's going with it. Now I'm going to support him. You know what I mean? He's a local guy. He, you know, means good by his company and, and you know, I'll buy a shirt from him. Why not? You know what I mean? Right. And, and like I said, I really want to do something, you know, whether it's, I haven't decided what I'm going to do, either a sticker or a shirt or something like that. And, and, and figure out the, the nonprofit organization or charity that I'm going to do and, and do something with these kids and, you know, and take a step forward to now that I've established myself a little bit, now it's time to work on the next step and that's helping these kids out and, and getting them out in the trails and enjoy. Yeah, I think, I think start small. I mean, at the end of the day, like, like I heard you say a bunch of times, like you're not in it to make a bunch of money, but you should be like compensated for your time and you oh, shouldn't 100%. be like, you know, <laughs> that's why I said, I'm going to sell like something small, like a sticker or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. You know I mean, and, and, not like say I'm gonna because like obviously clothing's expensive, you know what I mean? Making make a sticker is obviously expensive too, but it, that's yeah, it's a little like, little cheaper. It's easier to write off 500 stickers than it is to write off 500 shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that too. It's also it's like okay, you know, a shirt will fade or it'll get lost in the laundry or whatever it is. But you put a sticker on, let's say that fridge right there. Every time you go to give beer out of that fridge, you see that sticker, you're like, oh, cool. I bought that $5 sticker because I'm supporting kids. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or you see it on a bike rack or something like that. Like, oh, cool. You know, I know what that sticker means. You know? Somebody's asking in the chat, what are you going to sell a jersey for? Have you got, have you got, um, I haven't yet? really decided what the, the, the price of the jersey yet. It's probably going to be um, somewhere between 25 and 30 bucks. Right. I think it is. I, I, I have to I have to go do the math and everything like that and see. So, so we'll say thirty for now. We'll go higher. We'll say right? thirty bucks. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I haven't fully. 
I mean, I, I don't want to throw a price out there and be like, oh, well, you said it was going to be, you know, 30 bucks. That would have been awesome if you would have said 45 whenever that's what earlier in the conversation. You're like, I don't want to sell a shirt for $45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's a good Yeah, I guess it's the same thing. I'm just fucking but, with you, man. <laughs> Even if it's 45, dude, it is what it is, man. If you yeah, have to, so. Um, sometimes shirt. like like honestly like i know when i i was making shirts for my channel you know it's like you go through and you're like exactly what you said like i always buy or like select to print on the tri-blend shirts because they're mm -hmm. super soft they're like really oh, nice to wear they like breathe well you know what i mean and, but they're expensive yeah you know and then once you get printed on it it's like dude i wanted to sell a shirt for 20 bucks but i don't want to sell a 20 dollars shirt because a 20 dollars shirt isn't fucking comfortable yeah you know <laughs> Right, and then so you get like a even it's not not profitable. It's not helping your channel anyway. If you if your if your cost is eighteen dollars to produce a shirt, but you're selling it for twenty bucks, then you have to add in like shipping and you know all this stuff that like you know the bags, the labels, everything costs money, and you have to kind of like that's okay. Well, now my twenty dollars shirt is now twenty five dollars shirts, and not everybody wants to kind of spend twenty five dollars on a right. t-shirt. You know what I mean for a uh, youtuber or regardless right. just like for anybody dude yeah. i'm a fucking cheap ass dude just like <laughs> spend that much yeah, so, on a shirt yeah so uh, you know i, I just want to like i want to be fair with everything and, and i don't i want to be obviously competitive and i do want to obviously want to make a buck but like i'm not like i'm not trying to, to get rich and, and be a millionaire off off this and and like i said my main goal is to help these kids out and you know what i mean and kind of you know, spread spread the full send alliance, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You'll see me. I'll be a lot. If you're a local area or if you're at the races or anything like that, I'll probably be out there and having a booth. And next year, I, I hope to be even bigger, better, and stronger. And um, I'll have a booth at uh, Sea Otter. You know what I mean? And and that'll be huge for me. You know what I mean? It's not exactly easy to be a vendor there. And that's where I want to be. And Those booths are expensive, dude. I mean, they're, they are. they're not cheap, man. They are expensive, right. And I'm so, I am this big, you know what I mean? So like me to-, to Aren't there, There's like five grand, dude. I mean, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big goal to set to- Yeah, like, uh, but I- It might yeah. even be more than that. I could be wrong, like- Yeah, they it could be more, they could be less. I have no idea. Um, yeah. And and that's why I'm almost I, positive it's not less, dude. Like, I don't know if someone <laughs> told me it was like five grand. Jeez, yeah. I mean, I haven't really done the math, but like, I would really like to get something out there. You know, I mean, I'm gonna I want to go to the the races now because the races, you know, local races that we have here, like California and I'll tell you what, dude. There, I I think like shooting shooting for the the sea otter like booth is cool, but I think that you could get a lot more bang out of your buck for doing like more like local Think, stuff. things that are local and building it that way because dude honestly at sea otter there's so much fucking shit to look at dude it's overwhelming man yeah like you said you saw me at sea otter i had a 250 pound freaking backpack on that was full of clothes with me and i carried it around i think we walked like you know 10 miles that day and you know going up the hill to watch dual slalom and i was I was tired. It wasn't exactly cold outside either. It was pretty warm on Sunday. And so did you hand all that stuff out? Uh, no, I didn't hand all that stuff. I handed out some stuff for sure. I handed out koozies and you know stickers and some. So what were you carrying it all for? So you could try to just sell it as you. Yeah, really I tried like. to sell it, I guess, and kind yeah. of see what I could do. But you know, I was. I want. This is my first time at Sea Otter too, so I kind of wanted to get the feel of how everything went down and what yeah. to expect for, let's say, like upcoming years that I, I will hope to get a, you know. A booth there or whatever to see what to expect and see how the crowd is and how they react to stuff and it's 
it's crazy, well, you know, what it what it, what it was, and it was an amazing event. Like, I honestly want to go down there for like, you know, three quarters of the week because I think it starts on like Thursday or whatever. It, it is. was cool, man. I don't know if I'll go again, honestly. Like, well, it was, like it was good for me as far as the channel goes to like make connections with the companies and stuff like that. But I think I could do that in a day. Um, the second like day, like I, I don't know, like to me, riding in that area like isn't the greatest. So it's like, I don't really care about like signing up for a race because A, I'm not a person that really gives a shit about racing and B, like, I know the trails there are like, like I've ridden that area. It's not super fun. I'd rather like ride over to Santa Cruz and do like something Yeah, go way cool. You know what I mean? Like, so like, I think for just going down there and like seeing all the shit. Yeah, that's cool. It was fun to go down there and just get drunk with my buddies all day long. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, think, I think when I saw you, I was uh, putting the Sierra Nevada booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, like as far as like an event, dude. Like if if I were you and I was thinking about an event to have like a, a booth at, or if you haven't been to this, if you haven't been to Sedona, dude, you need to go to Sedona. Dude. Yeah, I, that, that's a huge thing for me. It's it's tough, man, because with the company that I work for now, um, or I work for UPS, but I say I work for UPS. I'm actually an owner operator truck driver. So I'm a subcontract for them. I own my own rig, but they're delivered their freight. Oh, I see. So, and, I, and I've been doing that for, you know, since ugh, 2010. So but at the end of the day, like when you take a day off, it's like, you're just not getting paid. I can't take a day off. That's the yeah. thing. Uh, so, so I, since I'm an owner operator and I'm a subcontractor, it's like, I, I can't, I, there's so many things that I want to do either with this company or travel or do things, but like, I can't even take a day off of work and it sucks because I'm my own person. You know what I mean? I cover my own route every day and I have to be there every single day, whether I'm deathly ill or if I'm one of my legs is falling off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of sucks. They, they rely on me a lot to, to kind of do that, which is also another stress. It's like, man, I just want to take a day off to like, you know, take my lady up to Tahoe or go snowboarding. I didn't even get to do that this year. You know what I mean? So, and I have to work all the time. And so between working that and then working, come home and working this, it's like, I don't really have, I don't have time. Yeah. And it sucks. And so me finding time to ride is, and that's like my stress reliever. And I, I play a lot of golf too, or I used to, and I don't get time to do that. Uh -huh. So you have a sponsored rider too? I have a, a few. Um, I have a, a few of them. When I saw you, um, I have a sponsored rider. He made the podium and I was pretty excited about it. And I was like, I got to go. Sorry. I'd love to talk to you, but I, you know, I had to go and, and take some pictures of him. And that was a huge thing for me to have him up there on the podium for me being such a small company. And, you know, since then I've, I've, I've picked up a, a few riders and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I got Ashley Lewis. Um, she's a, you know, pro expert rider out of uh, Truckee, California. She races and she does the downhill stuff. She does the enduro stuff. And I have, uh, Jesse, he's uh, Enduro Bro for everybody who sees him on Instagram or Money Lab posts. Um, he's another guy. I have Andrew Forgey. This, you know, there's a lot. I have a lot of guys that are out there, and a lot of my guys, um, you know, just representing. Really, I hate to say sponsored riders, and it, it sucks to say that because I want it to be a family. I don't want yeah, it to yeah. be like, you know, I'm your sponsor. Yeah, yeah. No, I want it to be like, hey, you're part of the family now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for here's real. This, here's a tea. You know, here's a hat. You know, and and, and I want it to be. I, want, I don't want it to be that like political. You know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do this. You gotta do that stuff. I want it to be like, you know, hey, cool. This is Taco, and he he supports me. You know, because yeah. I I would rather have that because I was part of a, I was part of a. A race team last year for the enduro series and there was a lot it was a, a lot different than i i, I would want it to be mm -hmm. I, I would say that so 
and um, and I took I took that as a as a lesson, and I, I now I'm I'm kind of building on that, and and now I'm doing that with my writers now, or I can say my writers, but like people that I I support, you know what I mean? I I want it just to kind of be an organic thing, like hey, you, this guy supports me, he's super cool, and you know that is what it is. Right on, man. So one more time here, let's wrap it up, dude. So if anybody wants to pick up your stuff, go to ridefsa.com. Ridefsa.com. Right on, dude. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with me today, man. It's freaking, um, it, it was it was fun talking and hearing you kind of get through like the beginning of your your business and seeing how things are going. I can't wait to see see more of you. I think you and I definitely have some collaboration in the future here. Oh, dude, work. I can't, oh, dude, I'm super stoked. I'll make a video with you. Let's go ride. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, dude, now I know why he's full in alliance. You'll see me like send it off a cliff, and just, like, <laughs> you'll probably see the bottom of my feet a few times. You know what I mean? Like, right on. Just, but basically, your YouTube gold is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want to see a guy crash and, and kind of be an idiot, that's, that's going to be the truck, man. The truck's going to show up after I ride with full send alliance. <laughs> There's your cast, dude. <laughs> Right on. Hey, everybody, anybody that threw up a super chat, I really appreciate that, dude. I, I, I uh, enjoyed you guys all hanging out with us for the stream. Um, remember to subscribe and support the channel. So hit the thumbs up button if you have the chance. If you're still listening, hit the thumbs up button. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, write a review. A five-star review would be good. Anything less than that, just go ahead and do on somebody else's podcast. That'd be great. Um, uh, let's see. If you are interested in picking up some of those Band-Aid stickers I was talking about, Stop by patreon.biker.com. You can hook that up. I also have uh, coupons for some of the different vendors that I've worked with in the past. Maybe there'd be something from FSA up there. You guys don't know. You have to join join the Patreon to find out, bitches. <laughs> so nonetheless, um, look forward to talking with you guys next weekend at 5 p.m. PST. Until then, remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. So get the fuck out and be one, bitches. Yeah. <laughs>